Hey guys, my name is Joe Sill, and I was the director of Robophobia from the film Phobias, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. to the Horror Squad podcast, episode number 169, all of our favorite numbers. Tonight, we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong, 2021 released currently in theaters and streaming on HBO, what do they call it, HBO Max? Yep. We got your usual people here. I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd. We have Joe, Sam, and Steve. Steve, Sam, Joe, what's going on? I'm not a mom. Hello. Not a mom. Okay, that's a weird uh, opening statement for Sam. <laughs> well, if anyone watches Broad City, they'll recognize it. Oh. Joseph? Hi. Hey, baby. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Me and Sam got vaccinated today. Ooh, good. Good, yes. good, good. My arm is sore. Yeah, I got mine <laughs> two Fridays ago, my first one. Nice. What'd you my get? Was... What'd I get? Yeah. I keep mispronouncing it the pfizer 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 yeah. there you go yeah so i gotta get the second one soon did you get a boner after you got it because they're the people who made viagra really i did not get yeah. a boner <laughs> no my arm felt like someone punched the shit out of me for like two days yeah yeah mine's pretty so i can only lift it like so high and it like it's pretty painful sam's not feeling the same effects i think maybe just because men are wimps i don't know it's true <laughs> I heard, though, that if you had the virus at some point, you have a bit stronger reaction. So maybe you had it low-key. Oh. oh, maybe. We'll see. I hear the second dose is the worst, is like the one you really feel. So we'll see how that goes. Pro tip, though, if you're going to get the shot, make sure you get it during work hours so you can go home like I did. Oh, nice. Life hack. And then well, next next Friday, I got, I'm getting it at 930. I'm not going to work. <laughs> I got to get the shot. There you go. That's well, we got, idea. we already rescheduled, we already scheduled our second dose for like 10 AM. So I won't be at work. So I might, oh. I might, I might take a sick day. We'll, we'll see uh, how I feel. Cause I heard it's like 12 hours after is like when you feel the worst supposedly. So we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll update when we go back in a couple of weeks. Yep. yep. Steve. What's up with uh, you, man? No vaccine for me, but I did get two COVID tests in the last week and a bit oh uh, no i've been sick for two weeks and uh it turns out i have bronchitis and oh. fun fact no one gives a shit when you have bronchitis <laughs> anymore if it's not covid they're like what you pussy like come back to work so it's uh yeah it's just getting over that uh i tried to hide it pretty well on the last week's podcast i was really sick uh todd caught me on the uh, gaming podcast because i was tired <laughs> by that point but uh i had to edit a lot of like coughs and stuff but good times and i'm getting better though so i'm ready to talk some godzilla versus kong better yeah. we do your shirt by the way steve thanks I'm yeah sure. look at you fucking <laughs> all right see wearing his king fan. kong shirt all right can we all before we get started can we all do our best kong and or godzilla screams <laughs> Ooh. <that was> good. <laughs> good. okay i'll go <laughs> Headphones oh, anymore. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> Who was that? That was like one of the pterodactyl that was, babies. <laughs> that was Godzilla, but that, yeah, that works too. Can I just be a human character? You have to be on video to see this, but here's all the human characters. <laughs> here's my character, Todd. Go. Shit. 
Perfect. Just no wait. Ready? <laughs> I, I can't. Re- I, I can't remember some of the lines. This is the only one I can remember right now. But just shoot the monkey. <laughs> I thought I was watching it again. Whoa. <laughs> uh, What's um, the other line she says, Joe? Oh look, there he goes. <laughs> is she supposed to be out there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that the the rich lady that was super annoying? Yeah, yeah. We'll mm-hmm. talk about her. <laughs> oh my god. You can be impressed now. Yeah. Uh, up, don't worry i'm here babysitting gosh shut up why didn't she get squished right away it's beyond i know mm-hmm. <laughs> all right let's do questions steve i want to hear them tonight. i know we got some good ones Pop them out. all right uh you can ask us those questions on social media at the horror squad podcast or you can go up on our discord shout out to all the fabulous people there who are now having a huge debate between what's better taco bell or kfc uh, i'm not sure i think it was pretty 50 50 last time I checked. So if you want to get in on all that action, join our Discord just by asking any of us or our official pages, and we'll send you an invite. Well, yeah, I want to hear from our resident food expert, Sam. On uh, um, Okay, so I love me a good mashed potato and corn and gravy mixture, but I'm a nacho freak, so I'm going to go with Taco Bell. I feel like there's more options. Yeah, that's a, this is tough, but I think I would go Taco Bell as well. What did okay. Steve and Todd KFC. say? KFC. KFC. Oh, yeah. Taco Bell. Taco Bell's. That's like poop food, man. You're gonna take a yeah. big poop after that. I was gonna say that's. It doesn't make get, me poop though. About. No, that, that oh, one time we uh, went kayaking and we decided to get some food for the water. You know, fun idea. <sighs> Got a Taco Bell breakfast. Oh my god. Maybe that's why. Uh, having to shit in the middle of a lake is not fun. <laughs> Uh, and I'm on Team KFC as well. Out of these two. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Uh, Taco Bell doesn't. Taste Does good Canada at all. have better options? Do they have like a better like Taco Bell KFC? Oh no, are you kidding me? No, no, no. We we have like regulations <laughs> on how much fat and how much like oh, stuff nice. like that you have to put into stuff. So it's not the free for all that some states Ooh. have. So yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So our first question tonight. So apologies. I missed this one last week. Um, it was on our Facebook page and I just didn't check. So this one came from Bradley. He says, are there any horror films that you know that cross the line on content you just won't watch? For me, it's a Serbian film and Human Centipede. I know about them, but just don't have the need to watch them. Yeah, um, I totally respect people who, you know, that have those feelings. For me, no. Like, I will watch, like, the sickest shit, like, just to see, like, what, like, they did, you know? Like, I'm, like, there was, like, a period of time maybe like it was like senior year of high school maybe first year of college where i was like deliberately looking for like this absolute sickest movies like i could possibly find i was buying like the bootlegs at cons and stuff i got solo serbian film all that stuff like even like the real like even like deep shit i can't remember the names of them but like just i was just like grabbing shit off the tables i was like asking the guy at the con i was like just give me like the sickest shit you, you know you, you got um so yeah no i just like i like when like movies can like push an envelope that like can make you like feel like sick and stuff like that so uh do you enjoy yeah. it though um no like so like i remember the first time i watched a serbian film like i like literally felt like i was watching something like illegal like i felt like the cops were gonna come like bang down not not serbian film i'm sorry um august underground mortem uh because it's shot 
found footage style, but it's like literally shot like someone is holding like a handheld camera. And it just like feels so grimy, so dirty, so real that like I felt like I was going to get arrested after watching it. So, um, you know, some I don't I wouldn't say I enjoy it, but, you know, I'm definitely intrigued by it. Can I just add real quick, Joe in his spare time, he loves to watch fucking car wrecks where people die on YouTube. So nothing will bother Joe. No, he sends me them. I'm like, now now he knows to give me a disclaimer what it is. Like, if you want to see this guy get blah, 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 I'm like, all right, now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't I don't even bother showing Sam like half of those videos. Like I send them to Steve and Todd because I'm like, well, someone needs to see this and I can't show Sam. <laughs> <laughs> the only real life violence I watch is like, um, like war stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know what that says about me, but, uh, yeah, as far as those stuff, I, I, it doesn't really, like, I don't find enjoyment in it, you know, I'm not gonna sit and eat a burger or whatever and watch it. Cause it's just, if I'm not going to find pleasure in it, then I'm not going to enjoy it or watch it. So like August underground, never seen it. Um, what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, Serbian film, never seen Serbian it. Serbian film, yeah, Salo. One of them has like raping a newborn, right? Yeah, Serbian yeah. film. Yeah, it's like no point, really, in my opinion. So I skip yeah. those. Um, same here. I saw Serbian film just because Joe had talked about it and I was curious, but I did give myself a heads up by kind of uh I think I went on to Reddit to see what it was about. And so a lot of the scenes not that they were spoiled, but it gave me like a trigger warning because they were pretty fucked up. But I don't need to see that stuff. Like the world is so fucked up as it is. Like, I don't know. No, thanks. So it's anything like that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if anything is described to me as being like gross or overly violent or anything like that, that won't bother me. I'll watch it like any time of the week. Uh, it's if someone tells me that there's like real animal cruelty or anything involving children, then then I, I probably won't, you know, it's just not my thing. And also it could get me in trouble at work, <laughs> even if it's fiction. Um, just, I guess it becomes on intent. Why did you watch this kind of thing? And it's just more trouble to explain it than <laughs> just not watching it, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, it's just not my thing. But if you tell me it's like a movie that's extreme because it's gory and it's horror and stuff like that, then yeah, I'll watch it. That doesn't bother me at all. Uh, next question comes to us from Mandy, which by the way, I'm not happy with you right now, Mandy. So there's a little oh, no. beef going on. She's, uh, she's leaving my team. So Uh-oh. going to a way better job, way better department, but oh. uh, it's it just different sucks. company or same? No, same, same place, but way cooler job. Yeah. Stop but, getting bronchitis uh, and step it up, Steve. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's, it's going to be sad not having around, but we still have a chat system. So we can still chat and stuff. Well, that's good. I was like, make sure the chat's still going. Yeah, damn you, Mandy. Um, so her first one is, what would be the least dangerous creature if it were King Kong size? Ooh. Giraffe? <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> They're so nice. I, I fucking love giraffes. Oh, no. That's, jeez. Trying to think of like an animal that maybe like, maybe a snake? Oh, no, God, no. no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> a King Kong sized snake? Jeez. Yeah, I mean, wait, did it, what was the question? Is the it least the... dangerous oh, creature? Oh. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you said most dangerous. Oh, least dangerous? Have you thought Sam would lead with giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the why only I they could eat you and stomp you, I guess, but. Well, I laughed. I'm going to go back. I'm going to do a throwback from uh, last episode and say a sloth. Okay. I'm going to go a manatee. They'll just chill. Oh. Just 
Manatee. Not doing anything. Yeah. I actually agree with Joe Sloth. They're so slow and lazy that you know they just be in the way more than anything. And you yeah. can definitely Sloth? see them coming. Yeah, Sloth. yeah exactly. Sloth fact for you guys. I learned that they are um the longest carrying like with pregnancy mammal. Like it's 10 months, I believe. Really? Damn. So they're even slow at making <laughs> right. a little baby. <laughs> God, they're just not in a rush for anything. Have you seen a baby sloth, though? They're so fucking cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're fucking adorable. Sam, uh, like, Sam, Sam stopped the presses the other night because there was a baby uh, flamingo on the television. <laughs> and she, like, <laughs> oh, I watched oh, that, my... too. Oh, did you? Todd, did you see it? It was, it, it was um, I think At it's the called zoo. The Zoo. Todd, I had to keep rewinding it. Joe was out with Raven, and the little baby flamingo was, like, trying to get up on his tall legs and his legs were so thick and his little kneecaps were so thick compared to his little old body and he kept trying to like boing like stand up and he kept yeah. falling over because his legs were He's so a little, a little fluff ball it was so cute can um, we just talk about cute animals right <laughs> uh to switch it up though she asked what would be the most dangerous if it were the king kong size yeah snake Ooh, spider what? Because they have like all sorts of legs to reach and grab you. Imagine the web. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you're dead. <laughs> what about a centipede? That'd be gross. Yeah. Or like, or like an animal that like is there's I can't remember what animal, but there's some animals that like spit venom, right? Like, like I guess a snake, snakes? right? Snakes do snakes spit venom? Yeah. Yeah. Some some of them do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a snake then. Fucking take down like a hundred people in one spit. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have that problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Has oh. someone's pri- had to have made a movie now, right? By like with a snake that's oh, like ton, there's tons of oh, the whole subgenre. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go to Tubi. They have a shit ton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Just just type in verses, yeah. and there's I feel a like sci-fi has cornered the market. Yeah. Yeah. There's three. There's three-headed sharktopus versus python and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's a whole subgenre. I would agree with Sam. I think spider would be fucking just deadly because they're fast too. So it's uh, that'd be pretty awful. Oh my uh, gosh! And, and then can you imagine when they carry their babies on the backs of right. them, and then the babies just jump off? Oh, and then oh a million babies like yeah. <laughs> so it'd be oh, crazy. I, just, I saw that like video I saw on like Facebook where like someone like smashes a nest and like a million just baby spiders come out. Like, oh, imagine like. They'd be like the size of cars if it was like a mom the size of a King Kong. I feel like they'd be bigger than cars. As babies? I mean, yeah, maybe they'd be even bigger, yeah. Glad we don't have to find that out. (laughs) Um, Her last question, personal question. I'm planning my wedding. My partner and I thought of having a touch of horror integrated into the reception. Any ideas? I'd like it to be subtle yet fun. Oh, Sam. Sam's like the big wedding planning. Horror into the reception? Yeah. Um, I feel like you could definitely have like a cool like horror cake. That's always fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like even if you didn't have it as your main cake, you could have it like mm-hmm. as like a side cake or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, What else? You could do like your first you could do like a creepy dance to something like your maybe you have a favorite movie theme like jaws or whatever i don't know um it would be fun to have like a do a dance or something mm-hmm. yeah i guess it depends how subtle you want to go like you could always like i guess um 
like on the bouquet you could put like a little horror like trinket or something on mm-hmm. the bouquet or like you could buy horror socks and you could wear like horror themed socks like um or like a tie if you're doing ties you could do like horror bow ties or something like that so yeah it's like a lot of really cool ideas you could give out your favorite horror movie as the favor or whatever that would <laughs> be go. fun there you go brides, bridesmaids and grooms and things right mm-hmm. yeah gives to people mm-hmm. yeah Everyone gets a copy of a Serbian film? All right. No, <laughs> definitely don't recommend. You're a gra- you're a grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. Heard all our bridesmaids. It's uh, two women, so it's all bridesmaids. But um, yeah, no, I think there are a lot, a lot of great ideas. Just saying, like know. some uh, centerpieces, too, on like tables or something. Yeah, that'd be really mm-hmm. cool. Even if it's just colors, like Halloween colors, you know, just yep. yeah. give it a little you touch could- of. You could even, I don't know like how big the wedding is, but you could even like theme the tables like that people sit at for the reception and it could be like the Jason Voorhees table and you can have like little masks or something. You could right. have like a horror cocktail, like the, don't they have like a bride Ooh, and yeah. groom drink or whatever, like a drink choice or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be fun. Oh, All sorts of stuff. You could do like little spooky twigs. You could do spooky music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. All right. So next one comes from from Calum. Says, hey, squad, hope everything is well and had a good Easter. I've been waiting for this review since it was announced. I've been a Kong fan since birth and have grown to love Godzilla, so this movie is perfect for me. So with that being said, do you consider any King Kong or Kaiju movies horror? For me, I'd say the original for Kong and Godzilla because of their tones and how dark they are. Um, so I'm definitely not like, and I, I think I said this when we did uh, King of Monsters uh, last year, but I'm not like super well versed in like the kaiju universe, I, which, you know, I definitely would like to become more like versed in it. Uh, but I, I don't know, like I haven't seen enough to say like, are they horror? But I've always, I mean, they're monster movies. So I think they like, they're definitely in like, the vein of harm even if they're not completely horror Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely i think of them as horror like feature creatures sci-fi yeah i I totally agree i i I consider part of horror like when i put them in my blu-ray case they're in the horror Mm -hmm. section and they're big monsters attacking people you know Uh, i know some of the films went more like dramatic and some of them a little more comedy and stuff like that but i think at their heart of them they're really horror so would you like put though like tonight's movie in your top 10 list for like this year when we get to the end of the year uh like you know if you liked it if if you liked it enough you know yeah i I would because i did for uh king of monsters right um in 2019 so yeah i absolutely would and I did. So there you go. All right. But I think you guys didn't, if I remember. Yeah, yeah I think we left it off just because we felt like it wasn't like horror enough. But honestly, it would have made my top 10 that year had I included it. Right. It would have made mine. I think I, I think there were just other movies that I liked more. Or maybe I forgot about it, honestly, because I really did enjoy did, it. I, did, I don't think you did a top 10 that year. That's what you started last uh, year. Oh, it wasn't even last year. Then, yeah, I did two years ago. But I did. I would have had it on mine. I think I got your list though, Sam, for like our ultimate list. No, you didn't, Joe. We took it back. Um, all right. So question two. Are there any creatures in horror history that you would like to see battle? Ooh. 
I mean, yeah, tons. <laughs> um, but all right, wait, which one? Like monsters or just anyone? Just as horror history, so anyone, I guess. Oh, okay. What about so- Jaws and Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> that would be something <laughs> yeah they, they should have added it in the water scene when he falls in the water yeah yeah as a tease here comes jaws <laughs> i think i mean obviously like everyone wanted to see freddie versus jason and you know what we got was okay i guess um you know the further away i get from it the least the less i like it i mean i loved it at the time but like now i'm like eh, we could have done so much better with the Freddy vs. Jason movie. So, I mean, I would love to see, like, uh, another version of Freddy vs. Jason. Like, now, I feel like horror has come a long way since then, where it's not, like, as much of a... I don't know. It, horror was in a weird place in, like, 2001. We were still, like, dealing with the after effects of, like, terrible 90s horror. So, I think a Freddy vs. I think a Freddy vs. Hey, hey. <laughs> Jason horror movie, like, now could be done really really well as far as like maybe something we haven't seen before i would love to see um leprechaun versus Wishmaster because i think that would be like really cool because they both kind of have similar powers and stuff so i think that could be really fun um I, i'll pick it back off joe i'd like to see a rematch of freddy versus jason um maybe done by like someone like a fede alvarez or something like that ultra violent less focused on human characters and just going out but i like that movie though Sam, do you have a wish uh, of two characters duking it up? Um, what about Michael and Jason? Dialogue would be uh, <laughs> not the best, but yeah, it would be uh, definitely cool. It's, it's all about the music and just the the, the shots, the film yeah, shots. I, just make it a silent movie. I love it. Uh, a lot of, a lot of head tilts. Right. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> uh, Side I, note: I, Todd and Joe moved on my screen, and it was creepy. Oh, like. Like, boxes? like you guys flipped yeah oh, oh we did weird. actually yeah actually we all flipped you flipped too sam oh really that's sam nice. sam's sam and everyone's been the same for me oh, oh. Spooky. interesting spooky oh my god what is that uh i'd go chucky versus leprechaun i think they just you know it'd be a battle of wits almost more than a battle of strength and i think that would be really fun to watch um all right and his last that. question are there any horror movies that you liked or thought were well-made but have no desire to revisit? For me, it's under the skin. I love Scarlett Johansson's performance and the concept, but it's left me with no desire to revisit. Thank you so much as always. I can't wait for the review. Still going to watch that one. Yeah, I want to watch that one as well. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, yeah. I would like... say this one for me anyway. Oh, Right. I really liked it, but I'll explain why why I would never want to watch it again later. Mm. But okay, spoilers. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, there's like a bunch of like um like art house ones that like I appreciated, but I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'd ever really watch it again. But I don't know. I'm like kind of. I don't know. Like like the eyes of my mother. I guess would be a good example. Like I thought it was a fantastic movie one. and I loved it. I just don't know if I would ever like care to watch it again. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. It's uh it's really heavy too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think any film like that, you know, some of the heavier themed ones, uh like Saint Maud, for example, I, I really liked it. I mean, it's got a chance of making my top ten of the year, but I don't think I'd ever watch it again. There's really no incentive to, you know. Um 
you know, it doesn't mean that movie is, you know, the movies are there's two different types of movies. Like, like I talked about it in the t- in our top ten last year. Uh, you know, I had my top ten, but the one I was most likely to revisit was Hubie Halloween, right? And it didn't make my top ten because there are movies that you revisit, and there are movies that are just, oh, it was great, but I don't need to watch it again, you know. So I think it's just different types of movies. It doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means they hit differently for you, I guess. But Under the Skin is very good. I, I I feel the same way. I'm not gonna watch that one again, but uh, it's it was a good one time watch for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a great example is just this year. Like uh, I've already watched Willy's Wonderland like three times this year, and I've only watched Saint Maud once. Um, just because like the, it's just like a more fun movie, and like Sego Gorman. Like I would totally watch go go and watch like Sego Gorman again, like over like Saint Maud. Like you know, it's just like a totally different like feel. Willy, Willy's Wonderland number one so far for the year for you? No, no, it's it's in, my, it's in my top ten. But honestly, I I enjoyed Psycho Gorman more than I did Willy's Wonderland, so I would put Psycho Gorman over it. All right. Uh, next questions come from uh, our buddy Mando over at the uh, Let's XP Gaming podcast. So he says, "What are some local legends slash scary places where you guys live and or lived?" Oh, love urban legends, man urban edges well we i mean we live obviously in salem witch city where of course the infamous witch trials took place um you know it's like a lot of like ghost legends and stuff like that um i don't know most of it i think is exaggerated obviously for you know the the tourists and stuff like that but you know um as far as like growing up i lived um about a half hour from here and there was a street called dudley road that had a nun like convent on it and the the legend is that um two nuns hung themselves from the tree right outside uh the convent and like there's no street lights it's like a pitch black street it is very creepy it's actually like garnered national news like on how creepy the street is um so yeah look it up dudley road your mom ever go over there um, you know, I don't think she ever did. I mean, my dad like drove her down there like once or twice, but I don't, I never really asked her if she got like feelings or anything. But yeah, if you look up Dudley Road in Billerica, Massachusetts, um, you'll find some like stuff on it. Nice. Sam, is there any weird Kansas stuff? Um, there's a lot of weird Kansas stuff. Um, if you didn't know, uh, maybe the name Dennis Rader sounds familiar to some of you guys. Uh, I think, where was he from? Not Hutchison. I can't even fucking remember, but, um, I remember when he was coming back out again and people were scared. And it was like when I was finishing up with high school and I was really worried, um, that he was going to come kill me because a lot of the women that he killed were in Wichita and that's where I grew up at. So and he got out of prison. How? No, not out of prison. Like it was, he had done the murders and like no one knew who he was or anything like that. And then he started sending clues again to try to get attention later on. And then that's when like I heard about him on the news and my mom was like, you need to be careful. There's this guy who killed a bunch of women and they're trying to find him now. And she was like, but he's older. So more than likely you could probably get away. Like if he tries to kill you. What's that Um, name again? Dennis Rader also known as the BTK killer, bind, torture. Oh, that guy. Oh, yep. Yes. Oh, okay. Kane, Kane Hodder played him in a movie, I believe. 
they were going to do him on uh, Mine Hunters, and then it got canceled. Right. Oh. Bastards. Uh, there's this cool one in Kentucky that's uh, about an hour or two south of me that's called the Pope Lick Monster. I've talked about it before. Um, but it's called, also known as the Goat Man. And apparently, there's this guy that lives under an old bridge um, by Pope Lick Creek. And he'll run at you with an axe and try to kill you. And as recently as two years ago, some amateur ghost hunters were, you know, messing around like they do and went over the bridge, which is, which is an active um, train track and a train came and they tried to hold on and one of them fell to their death. So claimed another victim, I guess. But don't, don't go on train tracks, people, especially on bridges. Stay away from them. Um, but yeah, human goat hybrid with an axe. That's freaking scary. Yeah. Wow. I want to see that movie. Seriously. <laughs> That'd be cool. Damien, goat man. So, uh, for me, I don't know if I ever said on the podcast, but the the theme for my city is called the city that's fun forgot. So there really isn't anything interesting that ever happens here. Uh, I guess the closest thing that we have is um, we have a supposedly haunted prison that is now a youth hostel. Um, I stayed there with my friend one time and it's funny. So we did the ghost tour before. And when you go to the top floor, which is where they used to execute people, um, they there it was like death row essentially and they said that no one ever goes up there past like 10 p.m because there's so much haunting activity uh the staff refuses to go the ghost people uh have to be out by 9 30 to make sure they're not up there and stuff like that so obviously my friend and i the second it was 10 o'clock we like bolted up there and we spent maybe an hour up there just kind of chilling and listening to sounds i mean there's a lot of creepy sounds but it's an old ass prison there's like holes in the windows so it makes like a whistling sound and shit like that uh the trap door where they used to hang people whistles because again there's air like circulating between the traps and stuff but then we just got bored you know <laughs> after an hour of being in the dark and uh, there's not that much to explore. We went back down. And as we came outside, it was like 11, 11, 30 p.m. We go out and goes to like the back lounge. And the employees are like having their smoke break or whatever. And they see us coming out of there and their jaws fucking dropped. Because <laughs> they're like, how the f- You guys actually went up there for like a while? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. You're all pussies. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just, I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything other than sound. But apparently it's super haunted, so... And it's funny that one of the guys they executed there looks exactly like Will Ferrell. That's like scary. I think it's Will Ferrell from Another Life. It's uh, or maybe it's Will Ferrell and his vampire. Yeah, uh, I'll send you guys the uh, the picture on the Discord. There's some actors like Nicholas Cage has a guy that looked exactly like yeah. him. That's old and stuff. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves has one too. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, interesting. Uh, next question: Have you guys watched the Haunted series on Netflix? I'm assuming he's meant the Haunting of Hill House and Blind Manor. Or wasn't there a series that we watched, Joe, that was called Haunted? Um, I don't... That we talked about maybe like a few months ago? I thought there was a new series With that just came out on Netflix. possession one that we talked about and then Steve even watched it? Is that not Haunted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that one's called Haunted, but I, okay. I could be wrong. My bad. I mean, if he's talking of Hill House and Bly Manor, yes. Uh, but he's not. There's So there's one that just came out on Netflix called Haunted. Oh, okay. Um. It's called Haunted Latino America, apparently. Real people, real people's terrifying tales of the chilling, unexplained, and paranormal come to life with dramatic reenactments in this reality series. Has a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. But no, I don't think any of us have watched it yet. But maybe we'll check it out. Um, All right. And his last question, a very important question. What was for dinner tonight? 
<laughs> Sam. <laughs> I had sandwich and Doritos and a cookie. And that sandwich place you guys were doing? Yep. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Chicken sandwiches all around. Not chicken sandwich this time, Todd, but like we were doing so good with not ordering out, but then Joe's birthday came and then just every day after that, it's like, although I'm only getting sandwiches and chips, it's not like I'm getting like fried food. So I'm just going to say that and put that out. That's there. where it starts. Wish- uh, first it's a sandwich and it's a mozzarella stick. <laughs> it's true. I haven't gotten any mozzarella sticks yet, but it is. I know I was, I, I was talking to myself in my head. I was like, I need to message Todd and see how his no eating out is going. Uh, no eating out was destroyed because we went camping this past weekend and um oh that's fun it was in a little if uh for those people outside the u.s there's like the misconception that everything is like los angeles and stuff like that but it's not you know there's a lot of super small towns like small towns i'm sure like kansas had a lot of them too sam Mm -hmm. but like you get out of like main cities and you drive like an hour and you can get in like one road streets with like a little church little general stores that still exist pretty badass but anyway we went to this place called hawking hills and uh, we got a cabin but down in town which is about 30 minutes away it's a uh, it was like grandma's general store or something and they had like a fryer ice cream thing and we, oh man we got some wings we got some oh my god sandwich got some fried mushrooms so good food from small places is so much better than chains and stuff it's amazing but well, yeah I didn't know you went camping. I was, I felt like you were quiet this weekend. So that I was, I was literally didn't have any reception. So that was nice. How fun. Yeah. I went on Friday, got back on Monday, no phones, no internet. Were you, guys, were you scared of the dark? No. Um, we did find a like oh fresh kill Hang area. <laughs> what? Freaking Siri. I just said, are you afraid of the, she keeps popping up. <laughs> She's like, Hmm, I'm not afraid of the dark. Shut up Siri. Okay. So <laughs> we we did find a fresh kill though it was a deer carcass um that still had like the jaw attached and everything and there was like an area where all the fur was ripped off so it was Ooh. in that area where there's like brown uh, not brown bear black bear and um mountain lion so we're assuming one of those but other than that nothing pretty fun well on my what watch tonight Todd, i have a movie about two friends who go on a camping retreat Oh, I'm actually going on a backpacking trip on the 22nd. Oh, nice. So, yeah, see what happens. Hopefully not what happens in this movie. (laughs) Hopefully it's no wrong turn shenanigans (laughs) or deliverance. Um, I I just had Easter leftovers, so uh, ham, um, roasted carrots, and uh, scallop potatoes. Scallop potatoes are bomb. Yeah, I, I had tacos tonight, by the way. Just oh, nice. <laughs> taco, taco bar. Nice. Taco bar, yum. Uh, all right. Next question is from Horror Fan Ryan. Wait, Joe didn't say what he had to eat. Oh, didn't he say sandwich? Didn't you guys say you guys don't eat together? No, I had a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, we ate together. We just ordered different things from the uh, place. Uh, I had a steak and cheese calzone, and it was delicious. Yes, very cool. And I dipped uh, it in blue cheese dressing. Okay, you lost me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so horror friend Ryan, rate the decades of horror movies from your least to favorite, or sorry, from your favorite to least favorite. So we decided that we're just going to do a top three, um, just to make it easier. So what are your top three favorite decades in horror? It's hard. So, God, I mean, how can you 
not put 80s at number one. I mean, that's where I'm going. I got to put 80s at number one. It has my favorite horror movie of all time in it, The Shining. And then just after that, there's just so many classics that have, that came out of it. Um, second, I'd have to go 70s because The Exorcist, like my uh, second favorite horror movie of all time came out of it. And The Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out of it. Uh, plus a lot of other great stuff. Third is a lot um, tougher. But... I. <sighs> I think I would have to go. God, I mean, I'll go. I I think I'll go 2010 to 2019. Honestly, I think there was a lot of great stuff that came out, including one of my all-time favorites, of course, The Witch, which I will always die, go and die for. But there was a lot of great stuff. And go, you know, if you want to hear my top ten list, you and you didn't hear it yet, you can go and listen to our best of the decade list from, uh, you know, about a year ago and hear all my thoughts on that decade. But I think it's a, it was a great decade. Uh, I'm going to flip it a little bit. I'm going seventies because for the same reason for you, my favorite movies out of there, down the dead plus Texas chainsaw and seventies is like very brutally violent where the flip side of the eighties is brutally violent, but it's more comedic, you know, more, more lighthearted, I guess. Right. Yeah, got all the Friday Thirteenth and all that stuff, but uh, right. you got yeah, Halloween '78 and Dawn of the Dead and all that. Yeah, also uh, '70s had I Spend Your Grave and Last House on the Left, like and um, uh, what's that Craven's movie there with uh, D Wallace and Michael Berryman? I can't. Oh, think uh, of. Hills, Hills Have Eyes. Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going '70s followed by '80s followed by the '60s because you got Psycho, uh, you got Nine Living Dead. Um, those are two off the top of my head I can think of. It was back to the 70s too. You got freaking Jaws. You got a lot, a lot of iconic stuff from the 70s. But the 2000s is pretty damn good too. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. This is tough. Like my stomach hurts just thinking about <laughs> trying to do a top three. In no order, I'm just going to do a top three, but in no order. Um, obviously, I got to go with 90s. I don't care what you guys say. And then I would say 70s because like Todd mentioned, they're pretty brutal. Um, And it would be a pretty close tie between the 2000s and 2010s, but I'm going to go with 2000s. Yeah, the descent shit. Hello. (laughs) Saw. Saw, yeah. Hills of Eyes remake. Mm -hmm. Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the '90s Evil Dead remake, or is it, actually, that might have been 2000. House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah. yeah. Rejects for the Rejects fans. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, I'm gonna go like Todd '70s is my favorite. Uh, you know, it's good just because Halloween, Dawn, um, The Exorcist. There's just a lot to love about the '70s. I'd go '82nd, um, just because I mean everyone knows about the '80s, and I'd go. 2010s i think uh as my third if, if if only for the sheer number of horror films that came out in the 2010s there are so many and there's so many yeah. that i keep discovering because they come out like three four a week now whereas you know in the 70s and 80s they would they'd come out you know every couple of weeks and stuff like one so yeah i would definitely say those but in three months we're doing our best of the 90s so check look out for that that'll be a a fun one for sure all right, next question comes to us from Weezerface. She says, inspired by Steve's risque exorcist story, 
what is everyone's most sexy horror film? Uh, like, what would you horror and chill to? Could also choose most romantic horror instead. So she also says, y'all know me by now. I go for that classic horror and chill. Past successes include Dr. Jekyll in 19, uh, from 1931 <laughs> and Bride of Frank. 1931. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're banging to the Jekyll and Hyde. That's funny. Uh, I don't, I've never banged to a horror movie, so nothing for me. Uh, I guess Warm Bodies would be a nice date one, though, which yeah. I think we discussed. Todd, you've never banged to a horror movie? I never had a partner or whatever that liked horror movies. So it's never an option. If you're offering. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> what are you drinking, I, by I the was way? talking to Joe, by the way. Sorry. Sam. I know. That's Thank why you. I didn't say. I'm uh, drinking honey whiskey today. Nice. Oh, that sounds Sipping delicious. on a little bit. I got a, I got a nice, uh, um, oh, shoot. I can't forget it. I forget what it's called, but you have like a, like a, a crystal set that you pour the whiskey in and you have a couple glasses next to it like a little oh, decanter nice. yeah i'm sipping on it very fancy oh series popping up again can you guys hear her when she pops up or is it no just me? okay i mean at least i think it's siri no i'm kidding um this is a tough question i feel like any slasher is a good one Yes. Don't be coy. Oh, was, I, was, I, know, was I was like, <laughs> I was waiting for like uh, something specific. Joe, do you know I... if you put on like Halloween, you can score later? No. No, because I actually want to watch that one. Oh my God, H2O is a great one, Todd. Got a little guy, a little Joshy Hartnett running around. Yeah. What is neck mole and stuff. You got to put something on with like a hot guy for sure for Sam. What about Ryan Felipe from. I know what you did last summer. He was a cutie. <laughs> so hot. It's just because you said that, I'm going to tell you something. So oh, nothing crazy. No, nothing crazy. So in when did I watch that movie? In middle school when I saw it for the first time. I loved it so much. And I like became so obsessed with Ryan Phillippe. Like I bought magazines just to have his little pictures on my wall. And one night I had a dream that I saw him die on a boat and I could see like his corpse. It was all purple and there was ice obviously because of the movie. Um, but it like haunted me for so many years. And it's like one of the weird dreams that I still think about to this day. It's very strange. Oh. And then you saw Cruel Intentions and it awakened something in you. Oh my God. He's such a bad boy in that movie. He's a naughty man. They're all bad. But obviously Final Destination's a great one to like get your boner on to. Joe? Uh yeah. Final Destination's a good one. I'll go with that one. Okay. <laughs> I think something happened. Joe will go anything with Linnea quickly. Hey, yeah. Of course. Turn of Living Dead, uh, Demons, Linnea Quigley's horror workout. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. Relax, Joe. <laughs> Um, okay, j just to be clear, in case it's a first-time listener, welcome to the podcast. The Risque Exorcist story uh, had really nothing to do with The Exorcist. It just happened to be The Exorcist that we watched on my first date for my first kiss. And then it happened to be in the background, you know, for the first time uh, oh. other stuff happened. So I don't know. It's just why what The Exorcist. Stuff, you, you lost your virginity while watching The Exorcist? Well, I wasn't really watching The stuff. Exorcist. <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, Joe's, I Joe's like, Steve was looking around her watching the movie. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right, back, right back. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like a fucking uh, American um, 
psycho situation where I was watching the exorcist yeah. and not to her at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, if, if it was more to get in the mood and stuff, I'm not sure. Like horror is not, doesn't elicit that from me. You know, it's not a yeah. romantic or sexy thing to me at all. Uh, it's it just kind of piques, I guess, other interests. But I would, I would maybe go something, I guess, more like warm bodies. I think Sam, you said that. How so, sweet. Something like that. Um, all right. Okay. What, one more from Captain Amazing, and then the rest are all Godzilla questions. If you could take a trip to any haunted location, where would you go? Transylvania. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Or the Texas Chainsaw stuff. Or anything Candyman related. Anything really I'm up for. I mean, are there any of those haunted though? Well, no, <laughs> but I mean... Oh, yeah. okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I gotta, I gotta stop you guys right there. Last nice. week it was, I need two hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> to go to a haunted place, and this week's like, oh, I want to go to this one. I want to go to that one. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. What, what is it? Is two hundred fifty thousand to get you there, or are you just gonna go like I? Well, will? what am I doing at these haunted places? Just visiting. It's just had a trip. Spend the night. Ooh. Yeah, spend the, say? spending spend the, the night, night is different. Yeah, but I mean, we did do it at. You did do it. <laughs> But I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking of like an abandoned, like haunted house that it's not like comfortable and like or safe. Fine. Um, where would I want to spend? What about where they filmed Session Nine? Wasn't that like an actual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I don't know if it's haunted, but I mean, you would think maybe. No, it was it was definitely haunted. Uh, they tore down its condos now, but uh, some of the original building still exists. Um, but I, yeah, I, I we should probably go and we should probably go over there, Sam, and visit. It was that. a hospital, though, right? Just to clarify, so people think we're just not. Oh yeah, no, it was a uh, mental institution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should go over there and visit, though, for sure. Um, I would want to go and visit. I think um, I, I'd always wanted to go down to the bottom uh, and see the Titanic. I think that would be cool. Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. You want to come Saturday? Box. Good times. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, for me, I'd, I'd say I know it's cliche, but I want to go to Salem. So I've been to Salem. Uh, you know, I visited Joe and Sam there, but we didn't get to spend a ton of time there because we were going to a convention. So I'd like to actually go and like see the witch stuff. You know, which uh, we did more of the I guess touristy like horror stuff when we when I went. Whereas next time, I'd like to see more of the actual like Salem. The touristy mm-hmm. witch stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I know you guys know like the real, like the real stuff versus the pop up, you know, take our tour, which is only like a five minute thing in the back with a couple pictures. So, yeah, yeah, there's most of it is very touristy, but there are a couple things you can go and do that's a little more authentic, I guess. Yeah, for sure. It's still fun though. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool town, I gotta say. Was, yeah, I was very impressed by the atmosphere there. And uh, Todd, did you have anything more or you good? No. All right. So that's all the questions we have for now. We will have questions a little bit later because there's a lot of Godzilla versus Kong questions. So thank you for asking us the questions. And now let's get a little deadly. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. 
Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? Yes, let's do it. Who's watching stuff? Yeah, Sam and I watched Creep Show season two, episode one. Did I watch it or did I fall asleep? <laughs> oh yeah, you fell asleep. Okay, well I watched it. <laughs> so I'll be watching it, but oh, you watch it too, Steve. All right, uh, Creep. So yeah, you can. I'm interested to hear your thoughts too. So yeah, Creep Show launched uh, their season two on Shutter. And um, both episodes, I believe, were directed by Greg Nicotero, if I'm not mistaken, um, who is a horror legend, of course. Uh, so ep- uh, episode one uh, featured a boy who is like a crazy horror fan. Uh, he builds like these models, like these toy models and stuff like that. Um, and sadly, his mother is sick and dying of cancer. Um, she unfortunately passes away and the aunt and mean step, uh, father or, or mean uncle, step uncle come to, uh, live with this boy. The uncle is a, a real dickhead. He hates that the kid is obsessed with horror and stuff like that. So he tries to get his, you know, tries to throw all his horror toys away and stuff like that. So the little boy sends away for a model of the victim, uh, decorates him and chaos ensues as um, his models basically come to life to attack this uh, evil uncle. Uh, Super fun episode. Uh, I felt like it was me. Like the little boy was me a lot of the time. Like it just like, I think any horror fan would feel that like watching this, like the kid's room is just decked out with all the classic universal monster, you know, Gilman, the mummy, Frankenstein, all that fun stuff. Um, just like a total love letter to horror, this one for sure. Um, and it was really fun. Uh, Steve, what did you think of this one? Fucking loved it. It, yeah. it just, it, it really, it's really like, yeah, it brings you back to your childhood, you know? Uh, yeah. Just liking monster movies and watching those old uh, Universal monster movies and stuff like that and him building the figures. It's just, man, there is, is such a good fucking episode. And yeah. what a way to start season two. Just, fantastic and if you're a horror fan yeah you'll relate and you'll fucking love it it's uh it was it's definitely a great first you know segment yeah uh yes so the second segment of episode one was um (laughs) this one todd you're gonna absolutely love this one uh if you haven't watched it yet you need to jump on this one uh this one has uh our good friend ted ramey in it um, he makes a great cameo here, but basically this one is about a, uh, public access television, um, channel that is doing a sort of, you know, like their annual telethons that they usually do. They're getting all these sort of shows, you know, one sort of like a lamb chops thing. Um, but there's one that is like basically a complete Bob, Bob Ross, like ripoff painting show. Um, the show gets like, uh, shut down um and the guy the guy's like so calm about it so it's so funny but anyway uh on one of the shows they find uh the necronomicon they 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 have the and uh during a uh antiques roadshow type thing the dude uh finds the necronomicon and they read it on the air and deadites wreak havoc on this cable access television show um, with Ted Raimi in full Deadite makeup at one point. Uh, this was just fantastic. Once again, another just like love letter, great homage to the Evil Dead 
um, episode. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, they really put their dick on the table and they're like, yeah. <laughs> like, boom, you know, uh, they put they raised the bar super high. These two segments were the two best segments I think I've seen of Creepshow uh, for the TV series. Absolutely fantastic episode. Both segments were fucking awesome. Uh, nice little like nods to the horror genre. Uh, a lot of little Easter eggs, especially in that second one. Uh, fucking fantastic, man. I, I loved every minute of this episode and everyone needs to check it out. It's uh, on Shutter. Yeah. Yeah. This was far and away the best episode of Creepshow. Like no doubt about it. Like blew any of the episodes in season one out of the water. This was just an amazing way to start season two. And I, I really hope they keep the, uh, the momentum going after this first episode. They can't. I, <laughs> they can't. I know. Right. It's going to be real. It's going to be really hard, but I feel, I hope that they stay within like what they're doing. Like, you know, they're like, they're giving it to the horror fans here, you know, like they're not they're like this, you know, just complete love letters to horror. And I really hope they stay in that uh, vein for the remainder of season two, but we shall see. I mean, a, an amazing start. I mean, this would be both. This is like a 10 out of 10 episode. No doubt about it. Well, I'm going to watch it tomorrow for next, for next episode. Yeah. I can't wait to hear your thoughts, especially. I, I mean, I think the evil dead one, I mean, obviously like right up your alley. All right, my first one <clears throat> is a 1980 Spanish film called Beyond Terror. Uh, this one's out on Vinegar Syndrome for the collectors out there. I think that's the only place you can watch it. Maybe, you know, streaming online somewhere, but I don't think so. But um, it is about, like, this Spanish motorcycle gang that is fucking crazy. Uh, they go on a rampage. They kill anybody they come in contact with. They go to this uh, elder, elder, elderly woman's house, excuse me, um, and they just break in, like... Uh, the psycho chick in the group ends up killing her. They find a young man, like maybe, you know, 11, 12 in his room. They close the door and burn the house down, kill them all. But when that's going down, the older woman who's on like her deathbed, she's dying. She prays to Satan to like have revenge. And then, oh, comes back with a vengeance on these uh, Spanish gangsters. Uh, they go to like a, they find like an old, um i guess church they hold up in there and then they have like an apparition telling them like hey in the basement there's some gold you should check it out then it kind of gets weird one of the characters jerks off um then the girl comes and gives him a pander slash bj um which is always nice and then a guy comes and like is he a dog is he a person it gets kind of funky but overall it's a cool spanish film that i never heard of before i saw vinegar syndrome put something out so beyond terror 1980 and it's quick, 83 minutes. Can't go wrong with that. Awesome. Um, my first one this week is uh, from 2020. I watched it over on Amazon Prime, and that's The Craft Legacy. Uh, so this is a sequel slash kind of remake of uh, The Craft. And it's basically got the same story as the original, where a girl comes into town and uh, she gets bullied at school. So other girls who have kind of witch powers uh, bring her into the group so they can complete uh, their little group there. And then they start doing witchy stuff and messing with other kids in the school. Uh, except in this one, to real no, real no purpose. Like they just do witchy stuff for fun and that's pretty much the entire movie there's not there's no heart in this film uh it's not very dark at all it's more like a high school teen comedy almost like a dark teen comedy than it is uh, a horror in any way 
shoehorning in the making it a sequel was just stupid in my opinion like sure it was cool to see the cameo that uh ties the movies together but it's completely unnecessary to be honest with you uh, i didn't really like it like it just didn't do anything special uh it just everything in the original was better than this one so there was really no point of making this one and uh, overall would not recommend uh but what do you think of david Covenant. he looks old <laughs> oh come on <laughs> yeah i mean, I mean he is old, right he's got to be getting up there oh, oh late late 50s probably at this but uh yeah i don't know it was uh just this one didn't do it for me at all did oh yeah your and wife watch it with you she did she didn't like it at all either <laughs> yeah yeah well, there you go yeah Alrighty, uh, my last one tonight is a 2020 release called The Retreat. Uh, this one is about um, two best friends. They go on a back backpacking trip for um, a bachelor party, uh, and they encounter the famed Wendigo while they're out in the woods. Um, and so basically what the, happens is they, you know, they, they go out there and they decide to trip on some tea. They take, uh, oh God, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I'm going to like absolutely butcher the name of it, but it's like uh, some like Indian tea that you can trip on. Sawakwa or something. I can't Let's remember. call it Indian tea. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever they, so yeah, they end up like tripping balls um, and while they're tripping balls, we see it in one character's perspective. Um, and that is when the Wendigos come, multiple Wendigos actually. Uh, and he wakes up and he finds that he has murdered his, um, his best friend. Or has he? We don't really know as the Wendigo is playing a lot of mental mind games throughout this movie. And you're left guessing whether this is all in his head or if it really happened. Um, overall, this one is is decent. Um, it's very low budget. Um, it comes from Uncorked Entertainment. I'm not going to lie. When I saw Uncorked Entertainment uh, production at the beginning of the movie, I almost shut it off because I usually hate every single one of their movies. But this one was actually pretty good. Um, it you know it is low budget so you know the wendigos they they don't look great but you know they look more kind of like um the descent monsters i guess more than anything um god this movie could have been honestly like amazing like a la the retreat something like that because like the wood setting is fantastic the movie looks great um look i mean great you know uh cinematography and stuff for such a low budget movie and you know, I think the problem lies within um, the writing. I think, you know, he wanted to be smarter than it actually ended up being. Um, but, you know, it kept me entertained. And I think it's definitely decent enough for a watch. So I would I would definitely give it a recommend. I think it's definitely good enough for a one-time watch. All right. Uh, my last one is going to be a Steve watch from last week. Hell Comes to Frogtown. Currently streaming on, I believe, Shudder and Tubi. Uh, from 1988, starring Roddy Piper, wrestling fame. Whew, this movie is nuts. <laughs> this movie is crazy, man. Uh, like Steve said last time, it's uh, post-apocalyptic where a lot of the men are sterile, so anyone that has some good jizz is sought after. Um, this movie has a 
like a very weird setup though like disturbing weird so piper is arrested for raping somebody raping a woman he gets her pregnant she drops the charges because she's pregnant and you want to get pregnant now but still he fucking raped somebody and then Roddy's character is famous across the land because he rapes so many girls and gets them pregnant. They know his jizz is really good. I'm like, this is very weird to have a hero be a rapist, but here we are. Um, so these frog people that are mutants take a couple uh, couple women. They enlist Piper to go rescue them with some hot chicks that also want to bang him. And then he goes to Frogtown and shit goes from there. Um nothing it's not a great it's not a good movie it's not but it's so freaking over the top and funny that it makes it good the frogs look great roddy's performance is awesome all the girls are great um special effects is spot on and it's a fun movie so don't go in thinking it's gonna be like an amazing film because it's not but it's super fun and over the top makes it good so hell comes to frog town yeah i'm happy you watched it i i knew that you would enjoy it. I mean, yeah, it's not a good movie, but I had so much fun with it. It's just crazy. And the fact, man, the frogs look good. Like, they got that nice, like, 80s. They're gross, yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. the one that's, like, the stripper. The stripper, yeah. That's the one you were asking me last week. Does yeah. he bang a frog? I'm like, oh, you'll find out. Um, all right. So my last one this week is uh, also from 2020. I'm trying to go back and clear my 2020 list. And that's uh, Possessor, which I watch over on Crave, which is a Canada thing, so no one really cares but uh so possessor is uh this girl she's hired by a corporation as an assassin but instead of just straight up killing people she has to she goes into people's minds and then they kill the people that they need so and it's usually uh in the interest of the company she works for so she's sent on this assignment where she takes over this guy's brain in order to kill someone else and then all sorts of shit happens and it just becomes a total mindfuck story uh and it's fucking awesome it's a really good film uh the story takes a lot of twists and turns that you don't expect uh it plays really well on trying to be like that guy but yet still trying to be herself and is it sometimes the guy controlling or is it her controlling him and there's a like a lot of interesting stuff going on in the film it's beautifully shot there's a lot of like trippy kind of cool uh cinematography effects um it's a really good film. It's a, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it would have come close to my top 10 last year. Wouldn't have made my top 10, but it would have come really close. I think it's definitely worth uh, checking out. And uh, yeah, so The Possessor from 2020. I'm glad you watched it. Yeah, I think it was, I think it made my top 10. I think it was like my number eight, um, but it's fantastic. And I definitely think more people should check it out. And it's streaming on Hulu. So for those of you who have Hulu here in America, um, you heard Steve and I agree. I couldn't recommend possessor? enough possessor yeah. possessor yeah it's uh brandon cronenberg's movie which mm. uh oh. is uh, david cronenberg's uh son and it's definitely in the same vein like if you're a cronenberg fan you'll you'll definitely enjoy this and uh yeah i i think you'll definitely enjoy it todd because i i don't know about you steve but i got like a lot of upgrade vibes while watching it yeah definitely Steve. there's a lot of upgrade vibes yeah. uh a little bit of like kind of not matrix but Mm-hmm. yeah kind of matrix i guess yeah you know, go, going into a machine and you know going kind of in another body and stuff like that and uh i i didn't know but i watched the uncut version and there's some shit where i'm like whoa okay we're going there we are going yeah, it's pretty to places that other <laughs> movies do not go so mm-hmm. uh definitely surprising and uh that and the main actress was fantastic yeah. like really fantastic mm-hmm. in a role so and the main actor that 
I guess she controls is also really good. So mm-hmm. good film. Yeah. Any others? No, I forgot to give him my letterbox ratings though for my two movies. Oh. So <laughs> yeah. I'll give them right now. Uh, so the retreat, I gave uh, three, three out of five on letterbox and creep show episode one, season one, I would give it five out of five. Ooh. That's how much I loved it. Nice. Uh, Beyond Terror and um, Hell Comes Frogtown both solid threes out of fives. Creepshow would have given a five out of five as well. Uh, the Craft I gave one and a half stars, and Possessor I gave three and a half stars. So nice. My uh, letterbox ratings. Is that a trivia time? Yes. Oh. <laughs> dogs barking because someone honked their horn get him bruce Aww. get him bruce what do you have what's been going i hear an all uh you have a smoke alarm going off over there todd or something I yeah i'm pretty sure i think one's bad joe for ah, the electrician okay. in you it keeps, it keeps <laughs> four times and then it goes off for like 15 minutes so what do you oh, think it's so scary when they go I mean, it's, off it just doesn't need a battery replacement or anything well it's hardwired in hardwired yeah it's it still could be the battery though okay even even with it being uh hardwired yeah so I apologize for that, but um, no, yeah, no problem. Yeah, change out the cha- change out the battery and then run a test. Like you know, you press it and all of them should go off or whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's it's usually what it is. If not, you might need to call an electrician. But <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Joe's electrician minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, scores are as follows: myself in first place with thirty-nine, Joe second thirty-five, Steve third twenty-nine, and Sam fourth twenty-five points. Don't you dare. Let's do it. Let's get it done. I got three from Kayla tonight. Thank you, Kayla. Me too. Thank you. Oh, ooh, me too. <laughs> what? Me, me too, but I feel like I thought I had some from Weezer that I needed to catch up on. Hit me oh. up, Weezer face. What's up? I'll Kayla trivia all the time. <laughs> I guess I'll lead off then, which is probably one of the <laughs> easiest ones I've ever seen. So if you guys don't get this, you're dead to me. Oh. At the end of Night of the Living Dead, 1968, the deputy mistakes what character for one of the undead and shoots Dwayne, him. Oh, not Dwayne. Um, Kevin. No, okay. it's, I mean, I can't remember his character. Yeah, anymore. Dwayne Jones. <laughs> but, uh, oh, my God, you guys, please. Uh, ben. Yes. Ben, I, yeah, like, ben. That took way yep. too long. Sorry. I, 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 I can only think of his real name, not his. <laughs> ben, it is. Yes. All right, Steve, you're up then. All right. Uh, I think, yeah, this. All right. <laughs> The murder of what family member does Sheriff Wydell avenge in The Devil's Rejects? Oh, his brother. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. I was trying to think about this, um, what you said again. I'm like, is that easy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> the easy I was ones kind of throw you off sometimes. You don't know if you have it or not. Right. I'm well, like, I gotta, this, Todd's going to get this. Oh, wait, I give, I give Joe that point. Uh, oh. take that away. That's why That's I'm me. losing this year. Bastard. <laughs> All right, well, I got a hard one. Oh, from Kayla. Yeah, you do. Has, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, so has everyone here seen Asia, Origin of Evil? Oh, uh, yes. I don't think so. All right. All right. Well, no, we started in theaters, Sam, when we were in Vegas. Or Oh, Ouija? It's not, it's not that good. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Ouija? Yeah, we, yeah. Ouija, Ouija. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are the three roles to Ouija and Ouija, Origin of Evil. Christ. No, mirrors have to be Always covered. Always say goodbye. Mirrors covered and Ooh. don't ask to talk to a bad spirit. No. You guys got, you both got one, right? Ooh. All right, so, me so, and Steve get the point. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need all three. 
Um, all right. Well, I'll give you. So you both always say goodbye is is one. So if, if someone can get the other two, I'll give them the point. Always say goodbye to the and, and the mirror the, the other one. Oh yeah, that's only you. That's the only one you've gotten right so far. Right. Always say goodbye. Oh. Always say goodbye and try to say goodbye. No. But I choke. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I think I should okay. just get the point because I'm the only one who said. I agree. Right. All right, yeah, give it to Sam. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sam with the All pointer. Right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So the three rules are: never play alone, never play in a <gasps> summit, never play in a cemetery. And always say goodbye. Okay, right, good, Tommy, good to know. Guess, I you got your point points? down. Yeah. Did you get my little, my little lousy point? Got your single. <laughs> okay, is it my turn? Sure. All right, um, Weezerface, if you're listening, I don't know where your trivia questions went, but I will find them. So I'm going with Kayla's questions. I'm feeling kind of queasy, guys. I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, I'm not feeling. I'm not. I'm actually the same way. I'm not feeling great. I'm just powering through, though. <laughs> I'm like, oh, because you guys got your shots. Yeah, I, mean, I thought hey, this was a hint too. Quite possible. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Our, our baby announcement. Right. <laughs> I thought you weren't gonna yeah. tell him. I still feel like super dehydrated. I just like drink some water, man. I've been drinking all day. I just I can't. I can't shake it. We'll shake it, Joe. Okay. I'm trying. Alrighty, trivia. Let's go. In Cannibal Holocaust, oh. how many members compromise the missing American film crew? Four. Five. Six. I said compromise. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Comprise. Like, how many? Uh, yeah. How many are in the crew? Sorry, we guys, got, I read we, that wrong. We got it. We got it. What did you say? I four. said five. Todd said four. Steve I said, said six. Six. Todd got it. All right. Yeah, boy. <laughs> All yeah, boy. All right. Oh, let me unlock my phone for Kayla's questions here. All right. Um, tagline time. Tagline time. Oh, <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. Whoever wins, we lose. Oh, oh that's it. So, uh, no, that's King of Monsters. No, incorrect, Steve. Whoever wins. Whoever wins, we oh, lose. Oh, Freddy versus Jason. Incorrect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Correct. It's not correct. No. It's not, it's not yeah, I was like, he's saying, God, everyone shut the hell up. Todd, <laughs> can you say it again? Whoever wins, we lose. That is, yes. Whoever wins, we lose. I used to have the posters for this movie, actually. <gasps> you did? When I was a youngin. Oh. All right. Todd was young when he had this poster. I watched this movie in like 2005. It came out around 2005 ish. Oh, shit. It has two icons in it. Two icons. Oh, it's Alien vs. Predator. That is correct, uh, Steven. Yeah. yeah. Well, we right. knew. We all knew it was a versus film. We just couldn't yeah. remember which one. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So my next one is from Kayla Still. How many film collaborations between Kurt Russell and John Carpenter? Four. Five. You guys want to shout them out? I'm gonna do a scientific method here. Okay, well, uh, Sam already answered correctly, so don't, oh. don't, don't hurt yourself. Hold on. <laughs> uh, but Sam, know, she's giving you a chance for a, a second point. Oh, if you Do can I have name, to name all of them? All, all five. <laughs> all five? There's yeah. no way I can name all five. No? Steal it. You, you want to try? Um, the thing. Okay. Um, Dreamcatcher? No. No. <laughs> 
I can't even name all five, honestly. I could do the thing, Escape from New York, Escape from LA. Oh, nice twofer. Um Oh my gosh. God. There's two more? Two more Carpenter? There's, there's two more, yep. Yeah. Starman? Nope. Was he a Starman though? No, he yeah, wasn't. You guys give up? No. Yeah. Well, one's well known, the other one not so much. Okay. Oh, big trouble in Little China. That's oh good. yeah. That's yeah. the well known one. What's a small one then? He he wasn't in like the ward or anything, was he? No. The fog? Did he make like a kind of cameo in there or no. something? Huh. What was this? Uh, Elvis. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Okay. Tricky, tricky. Yep. <laughs> Sam gets a point. So it's all right. All right. Next question. Hit it. Carrie is 17 in the novel. How old was Sissy Spacek when she filmed Carrie? 20. 16? 24. Do you guys want to do closest without closest or just uh, you have to be on the money? Well, if we're all over the place, let's go closest. Okay. Steve gets it. The correct answer was 25. Actually, you know, it's not too close. Todd and I changed our mind. <laughs> right. Sam? Oh, sorry. Um, okay. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. No. Um, all right. Here's a little easy one for you. What color are the lanterns lit at the houses of the invitation? Red. 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 Green. I didn't hear Red. the question. <laughs> the color of the lanterns in the invitation at the end of the invitation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are they red? I thought it was green. Uh, I don't know. I thought they were red. I'll go yellow, just but I think it's red too. <laughs> They're red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goes on the board. Whoop, whoop. Got that one or all right, Joe. All right, Todd. Let's get in the third third and final question from Kayla. What was used to create the tendons of the beast's ferocious jaws and alien? So what was used to create the alien jaws? Ooh. What do you spaghetti. Mean? Spaghetti. Like what kind of structure or food or item or whatever was used to create the jaws for the aliens in the alien movies? I don't have a clue. We got spaghetti on the board. <laughs> I had no idea. Chicken bones. Chicken boners on the board. The answer like car- is cardboard, just out of throwing stuff. <laughs> the answer is shredded condoms. Oh, fun that fact. Makes sense. Food. That makes sense. I said item. I said food or item, whatever. <gasps> you led me astray. <laughs> All right. Final question. It's one of our favorites. It's a tagline. <laughs> the good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. Night of the Creeps. Yeah. Very nice. Very good. good job. Yeah. <clears throat> Great movie. All right. My turn. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, last one. In Frankenstein, 1931, what hmm. is the name of Dr. Frankenstein? George. F- the first name, I'm sorry. George. Jeffrey. What did you say, Sam? Jeffrey. Oh, I, Jeffrey? I, want a, I want a second try if Steve. Victor? Uh, no, no it's, you're it's all incorrect. Henry. Henry. Correct. It is Henry. Yay. Wait, what was the question? Uh, in Frankenstein, 1931, what is the first name of Dr. Frankenstein? It's not Victor. Yeah, that's not, Henry. Not in the 1931 version, apparently. Oh, interesting. Steve. No, Sam. Sam. Oh, sorry. 
Okay. All righty, here we go. All right, Kayla says you get one point for the answer and a bonus point for naming all of them. Oh, oh boy. Okay, so let's just do, okay, we'll just do this. Okay, how many members does the criminal gang have in the last house on the left from Four. Four. Can you name them all? Yes. Wait, who got four first? Well, who did get that point? I heard Todd. I think Todd. I think Todd. I think Todd first. did. I get a point for that, or after? Yeah. Okay, I'll let, I'll let Todd gets a point, and then I'll let you try to get the bonus. And if you miss it, I'll give it. I'll give right. Joe a chance, I guess. We got Junior. It's an easy one. We got Krug. Oh, we got Weasel. Uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, Sally. I no. No. I'll give you one more guess, Todd. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I know. Can but... you name all four? Yeah, Junior, Krug, Weasel, and Sadie. Sadie. Oh, man, <laughs> so close. All right, Todd and Joe get a point. All right. All right. That ends the night at myself, four, Sam, two, Joe, three, Steve, three, which a final score right now of myself, 43. First place, Joe, second place at 38. Steve, third, 32. Sam, fourth, 27. Thank you for the questions, people. Woo, woo. Strong night, doesn't it? We all got good big points. Good. good last week, it was the opposite. We didn't have big points. So. Well, last week, we had two with threes. Me and Joe got three points. Yeah. This is our only chance. What's coming? And this child. She's the only one he'll communicate with. I knew that they had a bond. She had nowhere to go, so I made a promise to protect her. And I think that in some way, Khan did the same.
Kong bows to no one. All right, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong 2021. <laughs> I saw Sam trying to do a voice, but the sheep <laughs> try not. Never mind, she decided not to. Uh, what can I say about this? Direct sequel to King of the Monsters, where we have uh, Godzilla. He's he's hanging out. He's in the sea. He's not bothering anybody. Oh no, something pisses him off, makes him come out of hiding and destroy Florida. Thankfully, it was Florida because Florida, you know. Um, meanwhile, we figure out that Kong is on Skull Island, where they have like a monarch has their little force field, fake town, whatever, hiding them in there. Unfortunately, the natives of Kong Island, which I love from Skull Island, are now dead because a storm took over and killed everybody except for one girl. That is now, I guess, an adopted daughter of one of the lead researchers. And they had, of course, the little girl has a relationship with Kong. Kong teaches her how to sign or vice versa. Girl teaches Kong how to sign, things like that. Um, but the story sets up that Godzilla is pissed because he wants to go after the other Titans and Kong's one of them. So now they're trying to move Kong to the uh, hollow earth for reasons that are kind of all over the place and go from there. Steve, you're the big Kong Godzilla guy. Why don't you take over? All right. Yeah. So um, I, I knew what I was getting into. Let's face it. It's I, I wasn't expecting this giant, like, <laughs> massive dramatic story of uh, humans you know living with these uh, kaiju characters and stuff like that so i went in with the expectation i'm gonna see some cool monsters fighting and then there's gonna be some human stuff and that'll be it and that's basically what this movie was all about um so king kong is and always has been my favorite monster uh, i've been watching king kong movies since i was a kid uh, i absolutely adore the original king kong and all the interpretations that they've uh, come out since then uh, godzilla is a great character too so i was really interested to see how they were going to play it off uh the movie was when they announced the movie they said that one of them was going to fall uh i fully went in knowing that wasn't going to happen <laughs> let's face it they weren't going to kill off these two amazing characters even though King Kong does die in pretty much all his other films. Um, so that kind of was in my mind. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the trip that, of what they were going for. Uh, were you guys, and you can answer when you're talking about it, were you guys aware of what the Hollow Earth theory was before the movie uh, came yeah. out? No. Uh, okay, I, yeah. I used that, to go through and... really big rabbit holes of conspiracy things. Me, me too, but that's why. That's always a favorite of mine, though. Like the Nazis have a base in there, right. dinosaurs exist in there. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, exactly. And same thing with me. I go through these YouTube like rabbit holes once in a while, and that was one of them. So seeing that realized, I thought was really cool. I could see why people have an issue with it if they're not familiar with the theory. But I thought it was really cool to see their interpretation of what the Hollow Earth would look like. Uh, I was disappointed in some of the stuff in the movie. I know even if I went with low expectations, I thought the human characters were just absolute trash, all except one, which I really liked. Um, but the monster fights didn't disappoint, man. They were great. The CGI was really solid for most of the film. Uh, I was never like taken out of uh, the experience because of CGI and it's a CGI heavy film. I just wish there were more monsters involved. Uh, you really only see uh, the two main ones and then uh, a spoiler third one kind of and uh, overall I, I really liked it I thought it was a fun film if you can kind of turn off your brain kind of like uh, hell comes to Frogtown, you know like it's don't expect a good story expect to have fun and that's what I had with it let me stop you there Sam and Joe you both look like shit no offense 
I, I, I don't. I think this vaccine's kicking I'm in. Hanging in there. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're 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 kick, we're we're uh, pushing through. No, I'm just like so. I'm huge into uh, conspiracy theories, and I'm really disappointed and angry at myself. That Joe, stop <laughs> acting like you're dying. I'm really disappointed in myself that I'm not aware of this one. So I definitely will be um, YouTubing some stuff tonight. Yeah, look at um, Nazis. There's a big Nazi one where they fled the Antarctica and had an underground base in Hollow Earth. Okay, so in the, what is this place called? The empty... Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. Is it... What's the time zone there? Like, is it the same year as in we are now? Yeah, it's yeah. the inside of our Earth. It's like the yeah. inner core. So the, the basic okay. structure of it is that the core of the Earth is hollow. And in once you go to that core, you know, like in the movie, you know, with two different uh, gravitational poles, and there's a sun, which is a whole other thing. Uh, yeah. It's got its own sun, which is basically our, our like core. And it's super interesting. And you should definitely go. It's like kind of like flat Earth theory, but more interesting mm -hmm. because it's more, I guess, sci-fi than the flat Earth theory. That's so. ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so check it out. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm not like super well versed in the Godzilla or even I guess Kong universe. We didn't even see Kong Skull Island, but I mean, the last one I had seen was King of Monsters, which I really enjoyed. I had a lot of fun with. Um, so going into this, I would say my expectations were like none. Like I just like didn't have really any. Like I was just like, okay, like you know, going to go see two monsters fight, and that'll be cool. Um, so I, me and Sam actually went to the theater to see this. It's the first movie we've seen in the theater since probably The Invisible Man, I guess. So it's been over a year. So just like the whole theater experience, I think was pretty awesome. Like finally getting, and we went to um the special uh. Dolby digital um, screen where, holy fuck, like I thought my eardrums were going to explode. Like it was so fucking loud, um, which was awesome at times for this movie, but at other times, like literally I thought my head was going to explode. Um, but you know, this this movie's a mess. It's like an absolute mess. Oh, but, hey. God, but God damn, did I have fun. Did it's I have fun watching it? It's a fucking travesty of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's, a, it's a mess of a movie, but it, I had fun. Like, I had a lot of fun watching it. It it delivered what I wanted. Like, Kong and Godzilla, like, going at it, you know, multiple times throughout the movie. And it was a lot of fun. I Every time the monsters were on screen, I was enthralled. I loved it. Uh, I was I felt like I was a child again. When the humans are on screen, I didn't give a fuck. Like it just like their stories were all just so useless to me and uninteresting. Uh, the only interesting character for me really was the little girl, the little deaf girl. I, I liked her a lot in this, you know. I, I like the connection with Kong. Um, which you mean, is really this, like, you mean this girl? Yeah. <laughs> which was like the only connection really like anyone had to anything like this whole movie. Um, I was really disappointed with Millie Bobby Brown's storyline in this. Um, I felt like it was just completely could have been thrown away. It was totally useless, did not progress the storyline like whatsoever. Like uh, they throw it like it, it almost felt like they were like, okay, we got Millie Bobby Brown back, but they had already written the script. So they're like, how can like we write her in. Uh, that's what it felt like. Like I, the whole time watching it, it felt like Finn's storyline in The Last Jedi, where it was just like completely useless. Like, 
Um, so, and like, she was such a big character in King of Monsters that I was like surprised that she was just such a throwaway in this. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, they could have cut her, this movie could have been like an hour and a half, like just cut out like that 20 minutes of bullshit with her and you'd probably have a better movie, uh, quite honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, so monsters, great humans, bad. (laughs) Um, okay. There's. So I have a few ramblings and I haven't really thought about this ahead of time, but okay. Let me get on my little, my little casting sheet. Um, okay. So I like Joe and not well-versed in the Godzilla world or the Kong world, but I definitely do want to be, um, let me just start with, we go in the theater and not to, okay. Not to cause light of no okay trigger warning not to cause light of um theater shootings but I am like such a paranoid person that I I seriously plan my exit out in case um something goes awry that we need to go out it's just called being prepared Sam there's nothing wrong with that it is called being prepared situational awareness girl um yes thank you and so um the fucking noise was so loud that I was like, what is happening? And I told Joe, I was like, Joe, it's too loud. I can't hear if I need to like run out of the theater. And it was too fucking loud. Like it caused me so much anxiety and okay, what, whatever. It's fine. My battery's about to die. Um, but sorry guys, I can't focus. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I was wondering why they had, uh, Millie, Bobby Brown in it as well I feel like all of the big characters they were it was just a waste a waste of everything the only character I really loved was Gia I think that's how she pronounces her name the little girl who is so attached to Kong she was amazing um I loved the monsters and I feel like you guys are forgetting about we had some of those little bat guys we had a few little pterodactyl guys and then also that really big one that was trying to suffocate Kong with his freaking large wing okay and then it was so (laughs) I hated watching this movie so much because I felt so bad for Kong like I wanted to cry I was so attached to him and I'm like I wanted to yell at Godzilla like boy he can eat your head off in one bite you better relax and back up off my boy Kong but I do love Godzilla though he looks really cool (laughs) so I hated the part where he's on the fucking boat and they're like we gotta let him go so he can fight for himself and maybe save us and no one wants to let poor Kong unleashed they're just leaving on on this little boat which made me really sad it just the ride with Kong like I was so sad the whole time and I kept telling Joe I was like Joe this is not fun for me to watch like I feel so sad for Kong because they like trap him they keep him in in captivity which I understand because he's gonna die if Godzilla gets to him whatever that's fine but they chain him on the boat make it it rains on him he's cold lonely sad and scared and then they throw him into the fucking ice age he's about to get frost bitten and he's like where's my family it's just a lot of up and down it was a very emotional roller coaster for him he gets thrown into back in the future and then he's like sprung across the universe going into the deep cave of whatever the empty hollowness of earth didn't know much about that and then he gets into this new world and then he has to fight for his life again like it's always him fighting off 
for himself or trying to rescue the humans, which I didn't appreciate. Um, but yeah, I'll stop rambling about it, but that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I'll mirror everyone, everything that was said about the humans, terrible. Um, they didn't do anything to the plot, any of them at all. And they made a big deal about going to Hollow Earth and then Godzilla literally breathes fire into it. And he's like, fuck you guys, I'm no problem here. And I'm like, what are we doing? And then Kong going to the thing. Sorry, fire alarm's going off again. Kong just getting his ass kicked over and over again. He's my favorite. I think he would have whooped his ass. He has a freaking axe. Um, but yeah, too much human shit again that didn't make any sense. A lot of plot holes. I just want to see him fight. Just make him fight. People will love that. I love when Kong got to um, the inner hollow earth and he fights those two things. He rips one's head off. He takes a bite out of it. That was really cool. Um, but just needs more fighting. And the Mechagodzilla, like, I knew that that was coming, but what was the Chinese guy? Like, the Chinese guy controls them. That's like a three-minute scene. And then the black dude finds it and is like, this is a, uh, a head thing that you can control. How do you know that? You just, like, I don't know. A lot of stuff that, like, didn't make any sense to me. And I just, I really just wanted them to fight. So, loved everything about the monsters, hated everything about the humans. So, kind of, it, which sucks. Did you recognize? Um, sorry, did you recognize the uh, the black guy from that was with Millie Bobby? I just can't play some. Child's Play. He played uh, Detective Mike Norris. Oh yeah, he in, did. Huh? Uh, Child's Play remake. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think the movie that I want to see is the history between like Kong's family and Godzilla's family in the Hollow Earth because they set up that they have like this, you know centuries old rivalry between the two species and you even see like kong's like throne and all this shit that's the movie i want to see fuck the For humans like, three like minutes. to just yeah. get the whole humans out of the way and just have the two like species fight each other with other monsters you know have uh, king Ghidorah in there and have uh, all the other ones it's uh yeah that, that's where, the movie I, I really want to see where are 11's where's 11's dad at in this he's like barely in it even for like two seconds see, they yeah. let her run around with this kid that's like from new zealand but they're in america yeah then they end up in it's hong like, kong like through this like thing that goes 800 miles an hour then they, yeah and then they walk into a secret government facility no problem <laughs> yeah oh my gosh the, the human stuff was so all over the place man it was so a, all over the place no it was it was a definite mess like that whole like it was just like and like honestly i found the plot to be like very confusing for like the first like yeah. 40 40 minutes i was like maybe it's because i didn't understand like this uh core earth theory or whatever you guys were talking about so i'm like what the fuck is happening and then i finally started to like get it but like i like was having a tough time even figuring out what was happening um yeah, for like the first half of this i movie. gotta run this keeps going off like more now i'm gonna give my rating real quick okay yeah okay. i'm giving it a five and a half out of ten more more mon 10 for the monsters one for the humans so i'm gonna average out of five and a half okay all right i'll see you guys right. cool cool yeah um yeah one thing i do want to say is and I don't know if you guys felt that this way. Do you feel like they cut out some stuff to, to, to bring some context? So I heard that the movies originally was like four hours and he cut it down to something more manageable, you know? Uh, no, and he's, not, he's never going to release the four hours. That's not his intention. Most movies are like that, right? They film like a ton of stuff and then cut it down. But I found it jumped from thing to thing. So for example, uh, they never explained really how Kong got off Skull Island. Uh, he's just in a, you know, simulation facility which i actually loved it was it was funny to see kong going by his day i thought that was like one of the highlights i of loved that kong just like scratching his ass taking a shower mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that, that was a, a fun thing and then 
I'm like, okay, well, they have to bring him on this boat to, you know, bring him to Godzilla. How, how are they going to do that? And then all of a sudden it jumps and he's already like tied up on the boat. I'm like, that would have been super interesting to see how he got, how they got Kong onto that boat. Like it's just, they kept cutting things that I feel would have been, yeah. interesting, you know. That's what I was thinking too, Steve. And like how Joe had mentioned, we didn't know if we were lost because we hadn't seen the movie before, but it was very like choppy. Like, you know how when Kong was getting thrown into the, how, what is the shallow spot in earth? Like, that's how I felt catching. Like it was very abrupt. Like any, everything you were just kind of thrown into it. Like they started fighting right off the bat, the whole boat thing. I'm just like, why would they even, okay. Why would they even put him on a boat? Like, obviously Godzilla is going to find him. Like that's the dumbest thing ever. They should have taken him by air at the beginning. And why didn't they tell him where he was going like they literally neglected him and put him on this emotional i really think it's a real animal i really they put him on this roller coaster of emotional abuse like it's like why don't why couldn't they tell him or i don't i guess because they didn't know that he could sign with the girl that's fine but the girl should have been she's a smart intelligent little gal i feel like she could have told him like hey they're taking you here or whatever but yeah i just why do you think it was so awful like the human part of it you think it was just too many like stories with like millie and her dad and then the mom and the little girl and then the bad guy and the fucking bad guy and his daughter what the hell was that (laughs) she was the worst character in this movie um I just think they, you know, they're focused on the action, right? They're focused on the monsters and like they, you know, they're they're like, don't, they don't really care about the plot, you know? And which I'm I'm like, in a way I'm kind of okay with, like, if you give me the awesome monster battles and I mean, it looked like, this is like one of the few times where you're like, this is what CGI is made for. Like, right. Like you cannot do this practically. Like, obviously like this is like and the cgi looked amazing like so i just think like you know they're like they focus so much on the monsters that they just kind of like they're like yeah we'll just write like this bullshit script and you know who cares like yeah that's fine by me too yeah Yeah, it's exactly what it felt like it felt like you know the studio's like okay so we want godzilla and king kong to fight in the city and we want godzilla and king kong to fight on a boat uh, can you write some script around it <laughs> just so we can mm-hmm. connect those dots? And we got to, you know, make sure we get Millie Bobby back in the story because the King of Monsters. And we got to get, you know, Kit Kong's people in just to make sure they're represented. And it's just like, why? You know, it really, it really wasn't needed. We could have had, honestly, if it was just a little girl, her mom, and like that crew, mm-hmm. that would have been fine with me. You know, it's all the stuff with Millie Bobby that I thought was completely pointless. Um, I, I didn't even really need to see how Mecha Godzilla came about. Um, you know, if he just showed up and you just said a corporation wants, you know, to kill Godzilla and have their own thing, I would have been fine with that. Just, it could have been a fucking PSA on a TV screen that they're watching on the boat for all, for all I care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, uh, they tried to go too deep with the human stuff, but at the end, you know, I, it asked me by the end of the year show, what I thought about this film, I'm not going to remember any of the human stuff and I'll remember right. all the fucking awesome, uh, Godzilla and King Kong fights and they were so good like they were they were I I was so invested in that fight you know almost like I was watching a UFC event that where I cared about both you know fighters it's just I know every blow I'm like oh my god Godzilla is gonna lose oh my god King Kong's about to die and it's just I was on that roller coaster and I loved it for for that yeah no totally um 
obviously we're you know people debate whether this is like a horror movie or not or whatever i mean i would i would more pull it towards action uh with this one but huge horror connection with this movie is the director adam wingard who has done a lot of horror movies um your next he did um, segments in both of the VHS movies. He also did uh, The Guest, which is an underrated gem. And he did Blair Witch, the Blair Witch remake, reboot, whichever you want to call it. Um, and really, that was it. And then he does this. I mean, this is like a massive step up for this director. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, so like kudos to him. And I mean, I thought he did a good job with it. Like I thought like stylistically, like... Um, I, I love the Hong Kong fight, like the neon lights and like I all over Hong so Kong. Much. I thought that was great. It was so like aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. uh, to the eye. And I loved his choice of music. Like just like rant, like he, uh, what was it like? We had like an Elvis song in there or something at one point. Like, I don't know, it was just, it was just funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, for like, a, just like a, I don't want to call him like a lowly, like hard director, but a director who hasn't done a lot of major films to like, just get this. I feel like he was just kind of thrown into it. And uh, he, I think, I think he did a good job with this. Yeah. He's actually a huge uh, Godzilla and King Kong fan. Uh, that's why he got the part. And awesome. the only reason I know that oh, is uh, there's a YouTuber I watch, which is a huge Godzilla and King Kong fan. And he actually asked him to cameo in it, but he couldn't because his daughter was being born. And he was talking about that's why like he got involved in stuff. So he even reached out to him because he knew he was a fan too. So it was uh, interesting. Uh, do you guys have time for a, a few questions or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can do All right. Um, so the first one's from Captain Amazing 85. Uh, who's your favorite Godzilla monster that isn't Godzilla? Ooh. Do you guys remember them? <laughs> um, I mean, Mothra is cool. <laughs> Oh, I, can I say the ones that were in Kong's castle throne area or no? Yeah, I mean. They were like sure. the little, like, they look like little vulture little guys. I thought they were bats, <laughs> but they turned out to be like some kind of vulture. Cool. Uh, and for me, it's like King Ghidorah. I, I just always loved him as a kid. It's the three-headed dragon from uh, mm-hmm. King of Monsters. Yeah, so that's great. That's definitely my answer there. Uh, next question is from M. She says, uh, I'm sure you'll go over this during your review, but favorite scene in Godzilla versus Kong? Ooh. Oh, man. There's a lot of great ones. I mean, I, don't know, I loved when <laughs> Kong rips uh, that, like, bad thing's head off. Uh, and just like he like the bloods like he starts like eating the green blood that's like coming out of him (laughs) that was just great and obviously the hong kong fight was awesome um i loved when they brought kong back and the little girl was trying to tell him that godzilla wasn't the enemy and he was kind of like he kind of he was like uh he's like fine i'll go help him pretty much i thought that was nice I think the two fights is like the obvious choice, but the two scenes outside of the fights that I really liked, one I said before, uh, just seeing King Kong live in his like simulation, just like kind of waking up, going about his day. I thought that was really cool because uh, it's a side of King Kong you never really see in the movies because he's always seen as like the creature you're catching and then falls in love with a girl. It's a whole thing, but you never just see him kind of just chilling, you know, doing stuff. So that was cool. And I liked him trying to like test out the... um like the stuff in Hollow Earth with uh, the gravity, you know, how the the, two, the dual gravities and he switches from one side of the gravity to the other. I thought that was really a really cool scene that uh, I liked. Uh, her next question, least favorite character in the movie. So Joe, I know you have uh, strong feelings about this. Yeah, Sam too. I mean, she's got the same answer as me and it's like that evil 
rich girl there i you know who's she's a beautiful going to help her, girl help her dad out yeah she is a beautiful girl but holy fuck like i could not wait for her to die and thankfully she does finally um but god her act she had to have been like one of the worst actors like i've seen better actors in some of these fucking low budget horror movies uh we do we get sent screeners for but man she she was fucking bad like her the way she delivered the di- her dialogue was terrible like just it was terrible horrible. Yeah. Like she said one line and Joe and I both looked at each other immediately. And we're like, what did we even say, Joe? We said the same exact thing. It was so weird. We're like, we both just looked at each other and we're like, I hate her. And we we're just like, like, she's said it the worst yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with you guys. See, I, when Joe said that he hated the character, I thought he was going to say a little girl and I was going to fight him over it. Cause the little <laughs> girl is so I fucking adorable. Her. Yeah. She's so sweet. Yeah. But I agree that, that like rich woman was, pointless completely pointless to the story so i don't I'm even like, know why we she was there i don't even know why she was there either like i get maybe because they because of like the whole eye candy part but i'm like whoever could have done without eye candy for two hours like it was yeah no one's worrying about you and your latex <laughs> right you look great but uh next questions from rinfa who were you rooting for before seeing the movie and why I honestly didn't have a rooting interest. Like I love them both equally. Um, I don't know. Like I felt like you were kind of thrown to more root for Kong, like in this movie, because like you get more of the emotional stuff with Kong in this one. Um, Whereas I felt like in King of Monsters, you got like more of an attachment to Godzilla in that one. Whereas this one, you really don't get the attachment to Godzilla at all. It's just mainly all based on Kong. On this one, so I definitely found myself rooting more for Kong just based on that. Yeah, I thought um, before this, I thought I was going to be rooting more for Godzilla because I really liked him in the uh, last movie, and I didn't really know too much about Kong. But with this one, he has like so much help from all of the humans. Like they use weapons to help him, and Godzilla is just like on his own. Yeah, um, I feel that both their first movies, so Godzilla and then uh, King uh, Skull Island, were painting them kind of as the villain, but turned out to be good at the end. And then you got uh, King of Monsters, which was really Godzilla's like film to show off. And I feel like this was more King Kong's film and Godzilla just happened to be in it. Uh, that was actually one of my kind of complaints is I wish Godzilla, if you put Godzilla versus Kong, I'm expecting them to get kind of equal sc- screen share, but it was more of Kong's story, which I'm fine with because, mm-hmm. and to answer the question, I was rooting for Kong because I've been a Kong fan since I was a kid, whereas I only got into Godzilla a little bit later because they used to play the old movies all the time on TV. So I really liked them, but I just have, I just always like Kong's story better, uh, which sucks because he always dies <laughs> basically. Yeah. So that that was sad. And the last question we got, do y'all think there was a clear winner between Godzilla and Kong fighting? If you're all spoiling the film, that is. I'm sure it would be tough to discuss the film without spoilers. Kong clearly got stomped to the point of death. Godzilla's king as it should be. Um, yeah, I mean, technically, right? Like Kong is basically dead and the humans have to help him back into life. And if they didn't help him, he would have died. Um, but like, I don't know, like watching it in like real time like i didn't feel like there was like a clear winner really and it's like obviously the way it ends there's like no true clear winner um but i can totally get what he's saying though like 
by saying that like because yeah i mean he did kong did need the human's help or else he would have been dead mm-hmm. and going into this i i mean always when people are like kong versus godzilla who do you think is gonna win i feel like i always lean towards godzilla because i'm like he's a fucking like sea monster dinosaur that can blow fire out of his mouth for long for like a long amount of time um so i don't i don't even remember the question but that was it basically yeah uh, like basically who who do you think uh, would who think won and like why yeah i mean i don't want to say kong but i mean he's really strong or i don't want to say i don't godzilla that's my answer well if i mean let's be honest if kong doesn't have that axe thing that like fucking uh uh, hammer of thor basically uh weapon i don't think he stands a chance against godzilla but that definitely evens the playing field a little bit if he just like wrapped himself around godzilla and bit his head he would be fine godzilla (laughs) does like watching this movie godzilla has a puny head like compared like kong could could totally put his like whole mouth around and bite it off like no no doubt (laughs) yeah um I, i feel godzilla won the fight but I also feel it's kind of almost unfair. And Godzilla has powers. Like As I mean, yeah, Godzilla has powers, and King Kong's just basically a big ape. Uh, it kind of reminded me of the fight between um, Iron Man and Thor. Like Thor's a god with powers, and Iron Man's just a guy in a suit. And the only way Iron Man could blast Thor was when Thor put electricity in the suit, which charged him up to a point where he could fight back. It's kind of the same thing with this. God, like Godzilla charged King Kong's axe, which gave him a fighting chance, but. I mean, it's one with superpowers, one without. So it really wasn't a fair fight. Uh, but I mean, Kong held his own, you know, for as long as he could. So, and I like how Godzilla kind of gives him props for it, you know, without just just like facial features wise. He's like, "Good job, man." <laughs> so I thought that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about before we rate it really quickly is how you felt about the end. So we were promised that one would fall, and spoiler, neither of them really fall because King Kong gets uh, shot back to life and. The only one that really falls is Mecha Godzilla, but that doesn't really count in my opinion. So were you disappointed in the end? Or are you happy that they both live for a potential sequel? Or where are your feelings towards it? Yeah, I was I was totally fine with it. I was like like I was not expecting either one of them to die, honestly. Like I didn't really so honestly, I didn't really watch a trailer for this or anything. So like I didn't know like, oh, one's supposed to fall or anything like that. Like So the whole time I'm like expecting like they're not going to kill one. Like it's just not going to happen, right? Like they have to keep these two Titans going for the next movies. So, I mean, overall, yeah, I was satisfied. I loved their fight with Mechagodzilla. I love when they teamed up and just completely beat the shit out of Mechagodzilla. It was great. And Mechagodzilla, he was cool, but I don't know. I feel like they maybe they could have did a little more with him. I don't know. I just feel like there was something missing there with him a little bit. I agree there was something missing with him. Um, um, I'm not disappointed that one of them didn't die. I was hoping that it would kind of happen like this. And um, I could tell that there was going to be someone else, like another bad guy or bad creature um, for the reason why Godzilla was attacking everyone. I was like, well, there has to be something that the bad people are doing, which that is the case um so i was happy with how it ended i didn't want one to die over the other 
Yeah, I didn't think they had the balls to do it, to be honest with you. Uh, so I went in thinking there's no way they're going to kill one of them. Even though, like I said, King Kong dies in practically all his movies other than Skull Sad. Island. Uh, so yeah, and I'm happy. I mean, the movie's doing exceedingly well uh, right now in theaters and on um, VOD in other countries because it's only in the US that's on HBO Max. So I have a feeling we're going to see more of these. And uh, yeah, pretty cool. You guys, any final thoughts before we give our rating? Um, no, just like we'll... Have they like said what the next plan is? I guess for like a uh, there isn't one anything? at the moment. No, okay. uh, I don't think they expect. You know, it's been a weird year and everything. I don't think they expected to do this well. Like they're doing crazy well. I mean, yeah, it's like killing million. it. Yeah, we three hundred million oh. during a fucking like COVID when theaters during aren't pandemic, open everywhere. Yeah. It's uh, that's it's crazy, amazing. and that, that's considering yeah. all the people also watch on HBO Max. That doesn't count that. So it's it's right. crazy. Yeah. Like yeah, there'll be a sequel to this for sure. <laughs> Oh, definitely. I mean, I will say, like, if you can somehow get out to a theater to see this, like, I feel like this movie, like, should be watched in a theater. Because, like, being in the theater, like, it was, it was amazing. It was just like King of Monsters, like, just like seeing those two titans, like, on a big screen. Yeah, you, like, get lost in the screen. Like, you almost feel like you're just getting thrown as like a bystander while all this craziness is happening. And I was telling Joe, I was surprised that it was because before we left, I was like, I don't feel like watching a four hour movie. And he's like, Oh, it's only two hours or however long. And so I I was pleasantly surprised by that. But again, it is kind of choppy, but just the, all of the cinematography and like the lighting and everything was so fun to watch. And I don't know if it was just me, but I feel like there were some, um scenes in there Steve they kind of came off glitchy not like in a bad way but they reminded me so much of like the old black and white films of like King Kong and I was like is this just me or is it did it remind you of that too like it made me want to go back and watch the old old ones like the classics yeah it's because they were stop motion back then so yeah their movements were like but there was like yeah there was something that just made me like I was like oh I want to watch the classic ones now like it just looked there were some spots in there that just made me want to watch them all right what are your ratings on it i'll start (laughs) i see you looking at me sam oh and by the way we got like a lot we seen trailers for like the first time in a long time like in a movie theater was fun as well we got uh suicide squad which i'm like wow they like completely are changing it up like from that first movie i'm like what it looks like more of like a comedy now than it does like a dark movie from the first one so that's interesting (laughs) but anyway uh so yeah i mean like i said humans were not great in this the storyline wasn't great but you know i went in looking for congress godzilla and i was satisfied i do think uh king of monsters is definitely the better movie um just based on like the last godzilla or kong movie i watched so i mean i enjoyed uh, king of monsters a lot more than i did this one but this one was still solid and i would watch it again um and so yeah i'll give it a seven and a half. Ooh, this is tough um so it was fun like a fun roller coaster jam-packed with action and i'm really i can't explain to you how like tough the emotional roller coaster was like I felt so sad for Kong like it was just so stressful watching but I'm glad that neither one of them died um 
I don't know. I think I like the other one a little bit better, but this one is still a great watch. I would definitely recommend it. And I'll watch this one again. So you know what? I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. I also like King of Monsters better. And I think the reason for that is it moved from monster to monster. You know, you had Ghidorah, Rodan, you had Mothra. So it, you never felt like you were seeing the same. There's always something else to look forward to, right? Whereas this, it was just basically a rematch within the same film. So that kind of made it drop a little bit in my eyes. Even though I love King Kong, uh, I do rank a little bit less than the last one. I'd given King of Monsters 8.5, which is why I was on my top 10 list. But this one, I'm with Joe. I gave a 7.5. I fucking loved it. I'll watch it again once it comes out on Blu-ray. But uh, the human stuff was just so pointless. And the plot mm-hmm. holes were... Yeah, I mean, they were pretty big, but the fights were so great. And I love King Kong and Godzilla so much that I can overlook a lot of it, but not like more than 7.5. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised like how like harsh people are being. Like I'm seeing like so many people really ragging on this movie like all over the place. And I'm like, it's fucking Kong vs. Godzilla, people. Like, what do you expect? Like, this is not going to be an Oscar winning movie storyline. Like, you know, you got fucking the two monsters fighting each other. What more do you want, people? <laughs> Are they saying, like, what they're not happy well, about? I, I can tell you one thing, having seen a lot of the Godzilla films and, and the King Kong films, is that a lot of them have great stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, King Kong itself has a great story. A lot of the Godzilla films have great stories as well. Uh, great human stories that tie into uh, the monster. So I think if you're going in expecting that, uh, you know, and you're just not going to get that in 2020 from a big American film. I'm sorry. You'll get it maybe from a Japanese adaptation or something else, but not a big budget. You know, they're going for the pure entertainment. So yeah. I guess it comes down to expectation more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah, I get that. I think not being like a super like well-versed into the Godzilla atmosphere maybe helped me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess it's approved from at least three of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talking about a 5.5, so probably not so much. Right. But, yeah. uh, so next week, we're thinking of maybe doing Honeydew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an interesting fucking film to discuss. So we'll, Yeah, uh, we'll and we're going to have an interview with uh, the lead actress as well. Um, Malin Barr, I believe. Yeah, is- Malin Barr. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so and that all that comes out on VOD uh, the week that we're going to release the episode, I think. So actually, I think it comes out this Friday. Um, no, I think okay, maybe next week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you probably won't be able to watch it till the episode comes out, but uh, it's an interesting one. So I look forward to discussing I, that one because there's a lot to talk about. I I actually think it drops on the thirteenth, so okay. you will be able to watch it a couple of days before our release. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. So check it out. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening and. Uh, Bye. 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 Check us out on Discord and follow us on Instagram. Oh, sorry. <laughs>